Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Derek. <laughs> And I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Lit. Welcome back to another week of book talk, culture so talk, much, and Alex. film talk. Mm-hmm. How are you guys this week? I'm dead, Loki. You're Loki dead. Yeah, oh my, my energy is hella low. I'm We, tired. Uh, I've been out. <laughs> I can see that you're slumped anyway. Yeah. We have. You're back. I'm back. You're back. Featuring, featuring today. Oh, shut up. You know, you're back, you're back again. You're back again. People been messaging. Oh, I want to hear Red Derek. Who's asking? Nobody's Why asking where. I want to hear his Derek. I want to. Nobody's now, asking where. You have him back here, guys. Liar. Oh, I don't want to hear anybody's whining. I don't want to hear anybody's complaints. No I one's missing um, me. We were promoting the um, the live show next week. Yeah. yeah. Someone had uh, some messaged. Is Derek going to be there on Instagram? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I didn't respond. I was like, <laughs> I was literally really close to being like, no. And what, are you still going to show up or, or no? <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Just just wait and see in it. Everybody asking bare questions. Bare, bare, bare questions. Yes, whatever. You know, he's back. How are you? I'm okay, you know. So yeah. why, why were you away for the fans? Why was I away? Yeah. yeah. Because I was getting my mental health re- realigned, readjusted. And I'm still doing that, but I thought, you know, I'll come and do a little feature today. Oh, shut up. You know, as as the episode is based on my favourite book, I thought I can't miss this one, so... Yeah. Okay. Do you know what? Anyway, we'll, 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 get, we'll get into it. We'll that. get into we'll it, but yes, 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 you How know. How your weeks? My week's been good, man. It's been mm. all right, actually, you know. Um, actually, no, wait, no, it hasn't. I'm lying. It, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's just been a normal week for me, actually, but um, yeah, just work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Okay. Yeah, not much going on. What about you guys? Cool. Ray? Uh, week's been okay. Um, quite chilled actually. Uh, able to write. Mm. Um, I've had a nice couple of like two days with loved ones. Just been having loads of fun. Yeah, it's been like a nice fun week. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's quite nice. Cool. Yeah. Cool. How about cool. you? Uh, yeah, it's been, been a busy week. Lots happening. Lots happening. Busy how? Um, Is it, aren't you starting your detox? You started your detox. Yeah. This week. So what yes, detox? So I'm, not, so I'm not drinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not drinking this month. Okay. 
not drinking this month. All right, cool. You know what? Since not drinking, actually, like my sleeps have been better. Oh, here we go. More energy. You're one. Of, you're cool. one of those people like, oh, since I've given this up. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, my I life has been I always, better. You I know, always said in September I would be, I would be like minimizing the drink or even just cutting it out completely. Why? Yeah, no, why? Stuff. Because I was. Because you've got to sometimes give your body a break. You have to give your, your body, body a break. can the take care of way, itself. No, but yeah, but no. you can take care of itself. But if you have a car, for example, then you need to go through an MOT. Yeah, yeah. If you go through anything, you need to give it an MOT. Like you can't just be drinking, drinking, drinking every day, living for the weekend. Why the I hell not? Oh, okay, I got I time. time. But I, I mean, I, obviously, I was, I was drinking again, but I'm just yeah. taking the time out. I don't miss it. You're missing out, man. Nah, I'm good. I've, I think I've drank I'm every left. day Enjoy. for the last four weeks. That is your own. Yeah, I think people listening will be like, "Well, that's an issue." I think that sounds like a problem. Well, shit, I don't hide it. I mean, it, I'm not an alcoholic, though. Mm. Really? Nah, I'm not. Definitely not. I don't. I don't crave drink, so I can go through my day without thinking about it. Like, I feel like there were times that I didn't crave it. I just thought, you know what? I'm drinking. Why am I drinking a glass of wine each night? Why am I doing that? I just would rather not. Do it. Yeah, There's but no point. I'm as because mm. what it does it detract. Like, and I'm not, and I'm not um, drinking like sugary drinks as well. Yeah, so, I want to do that too. So I'm just drinking water, like, of late. So yeah. it's been pretty cool. And I'm just getting on with that. Oh, um, man, when you stop, that's when I'm trying to become, like, a, a whiskey connoisseur. Like, you know, I've been drinking some really you good whiskey. You'll still be there. I've got some books for you that you might like. Okay, cool. And my cousin cool. does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? I went to see I went to see um, Thug on yeah. Thursday. How was that? Yeah. We, I'll wait for you guys to see it. The hate but, you give, you mean? Yeah, the hate oh, you okay. give. Um, I'll wait for you guys to see it. It's... Uh, it's emotional. Mm. It's an emotive, emotive, emotive. Have you read the book? I read half of the book. Ah, okay. But um, but I'm going to go back through the book because I feel like there are just some things that... They would have changed things, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But it's really good. Like, the, the film's really good. You know, some great performances in there. And I have to keep in mind... You have to keep in mind when you're watching that film that it's a young adult book as mm. well. So the film will probably will be very explicit. Who to, plays the dad? He's a spice. Um... I've forgotten his name. Yeah. But he's in um seven. Yeah. He's in seven seconds. He's in season seven seconds. You don't think he's a spice at all, Ray? At all. He's in seven seconds. Wow. And like okay. it's a it's a good it's a good cast. Regina Hall's in, is it Regina Hall? Isn't it? Yeah, I saw them all um, in New Orleans. Issa Ray's They're in amazing. It. Yeah. yeah. Issa Ray's in it. It's good. It's a good film. Okay, cool. Um yes. What's so, everybody reading? What are we reading this week? Go on, Derek, what are you reading? Well, this week? Yeah. Oh, so I've been reading um, The Reactive. Uh, well, actually, I've been reading a couple of books, trying to finish... Because I've started a lot of books recently and just not finished them. So I thought, okay, you know, let me go through all of them and just finish them off mm. just so that I can say, okay, I've read them. Do you know what I mean? So be reading The Reactive and reading a book called um, Fuck You Very Much. Oh, I've heard of... Yeah, I by... I um, heard of that one. Daniel Wallace. No. It's basically a book not about why, like, you know... It investigates why people are rude, the effectness, the how rudeness affects us, our work life, personal life, blah 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 blah. Um, and it's really good. It's really good. the first couple of pages. I was in tears on the train. Mm. So funny. Yeah. Because he told a story about a guy who basically left the UK to go and live to go and become a um uh, an an extremist basically. And then when he got there, he started blogging about his life there, isn't it? And he was just like. Basically saying, oh, these extremists, they're, they're so rude. You know, when you walk into a room wearing your own shoes, why are you leaving wearing somebody else's shoes? They just wear your shoes. Mm. They just push into lions when you're lining up. They don't, there's no, like, he's basically, <laughs> you have to read it, it's so funny. Like, I don't know if this, I don't know if it's true because I didn't bother to research it, but it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's why I read it. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting, just based on the fact that Britain is the most, is, they pride themselves on their politeness. 
but they're so rude. But that, that, but that's why it. rudeness rudeness really rattles. It, it rattles me. It ruins my day. If someone's rude to me, I think about it for the whole day. I can't focus. I can't work because I'm just thinking I should have said this or why did they do that? What's this person's problem? And really? I just keep replaying the rudeness um, over and over in my much? head. It's not even. I don't know what it wow. is. It just really rattles me. I'm just kind of like, why the fuck is this person being so rude to me? Because I'm really polite. Hmm. I go out of my way to be as polite as possible in the, in every day. In everything I do every day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, it really, really rattles me when someone's rude mm. to me for no reason. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't just put it off. Like, oh, you're probably having a bad day. And I just continue doing what I'm I doing. just get rude back. No, I don't yeah. think that, that's not a good enough excuse for me. No, I mean, I just, I'll just, I just get, okay, I shouldn't let, I shouldn't let people. Yeah, but I have, I have bad days every day. I, I, I'm still polite. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, nah, not, not a good enough excuse, excuse for me. You don't know what the person's going to fuck off, mate. <laughs> See? Just don't be rude. Do you know what I mean? Or just don't say anything or... Nah, man, I, yeah. I don't like it. Fair is. What's that called? You say fuck you very much? Yeah, it's called fuck you very much. All right, yeah. cool. Ray, what are you reading? Uh, nothing, but this week I did manage to finish a book. Mm-hmm. I said that Congratulations. I'll finish yeah. a book and I haven't finished a book in maybe like two months. Mm. Yeah, so I finally finished. What was the book, Ray? You know the book? Um... The time book? Yeah. The Matt Haig. How to stop time? How to stop time? Oh, how was I going to know that? Yeah, yeah. She was basically saying um, to yeah. finish it. So, how long did it take you? A long time, like maybe a month. I think a, a month. Yeah. Wow. Um, I've just been having a lot of trouble reading and concentrating. Mm. Like when I'm like really depressed and down, I just can't literally sit still. I'm just like really erratic. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is the book that I'm going to finish, and I finished it. And I was like, <sighs> what do you think of it? Also good. Um. There's a movie coming out. Yeah, the movie's coming out. It's literally like written as a movie. And what I found is... It's Don't cute ruin it. All. Don't ruin it, though. It's cute and all, but when I look back at the overall product, I feel like it's a bit... flimsy. Mm. Like, I will forget it next week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think it's... I don't know how well-researched it is, for something historical. Obviously, he tried to really make it, like, palatable and, like, genuine. Um, I also... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's cute. Like, it brings in Shakespeare, so you get to meet Shakespeare, mm. and then you meet Fam, Scott you, Fitzgerald. What are you stuff. doing? Why are you ruining the thing? I'm it's not, not ruining, ruining it. it. I'm no, just saying the character... It. Because it'll be, a ni- it'll be a nice surprise. We're like, oh, look who's just popped up in the book. Nah. What do you mean, Nah. I'm sorry, but we talk about books here all the time. Like, I know, but it's because I'm books. reading it, fam. But you said you put it away. I remember speaking to you about you like nah. I, I literally just said I'm going. <laughs> I literally just said I'm going through all of the books and finishing them. But you literally said you didn't like it. But I'm still going to finish it. Okay, well, yeah, and I, you already knew that anyway because I told you. So literary characters are pop yeah, up in the book, exactly. Oh, and it's you know it's like a lot of name dropping and stuff, yeah. but it's kind of predictable as well in terms of you're like oh yeah okay this is going to happen. Um, but overall, it's a nice um, summer read, I guess. It's a nice, it's a, a light read. It's, probably, it's quite light. And I think that was one of the reasons why it helped me. But now I'm like, I close the book and you get that feeling of, oh my God, I finished it. Oh, I can, now I know that I can read almost. I just kind of really was scared that I was, I was going to lose the ability to read and finish a book. I know. I was like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get through a book? Wow. It just seemed like a big, arduous task. But yeah, I've picked up another book. I picked up The Zanzibar Wife. Okay. Um, and I'm really looking forward to read that. All right. Who wrote that? Um, I forgot the woman's name. Oh, okay. But... 
about you, Alex? I haven't been reading nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I mean, that's why I log it out until yeah. you guys finish. No, I haven't been reading anything but the book we're reading this week. Um, I've just been flicking, looking at the books I'm reading this. I'm looking at the books on my bookshelf. I'm figuring out all the books I want to finish by the end of the year. The books I want to take over to the new year and books I'm going to give to libraries. How many books do you think you've read this year? <laughs> Don't worry, I haven't read many. You're actually, you're really, no, but you're I, I was want to know. I know. I know. Last time I asked you, I your goal. I don't know. I have to double check what. I have to double check my Goodreads account. How many books have you read this year, Derek? Around like a rough estimate. Thirty, maybe. Yeah. Maybe thirty, thirty something. Yeah. I went to. Oh yeah, I went, this week I went to a screening from you know Max Joseph. He does a uh, catfish. He did this documentary called Bookstores, mm. and he basically went to like all these beautiful bookstores in like Western Europe and South America and some in America, and like he discovered that he only reads a book a year. So he was trying to like get... I think, I think that's the standard, you Yeah, know? but it's thinking, but like reading a book a year at his age... Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but the thing is what he was trying to say, he wants to read more books. Oh, okay. And if he's trying to read more books and because the thing, what there is, he was speaking to some guy and they were like, oh, how many years do you think you have left based on how old your grandparents got to and whatever? So years like, to live. Yeah, so basically he had like, like if you think about it, if you're what around 50, you have around 30... Roughly around 30 years left based on oh my general God. stuff. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you would actually need to read 15. If you yeah, you'd probably end up reading at least around 50 books, around 50 books in the next few years, if that's what it is. But he might not even he might not even make it to the end of those. So it's about trying to figure out how to read more books if you want to read those. And okay. There's so many resources how many available years do you to do think that. You have left? I don't know. I told you, I keep telling you, I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, you want to live until 112? I'm putting out to 112, man. Really? Mm. I don't, I think I'm going to... Something about the number 89 for me, I genuinely feel like that's when I'm going to die. Yeah. I can't even see to next week, fam. Oh, well. Um, are we <laughs> <out>? <laughs> I mean, I you know, know. I do 112, uh, 89. You know. The book that... Hmm. So, The Zan's Wife is written by a woman called Deborah Rodriguez. And I really picked it up because I was, I've never seen a book about Zanzibar or like... <laughs> I've never seen that in a title anywhere. And it's so cool because it starts off with a proverb at the front. Can I read the proverb? Mm-hmm. It says, um, um, which means you can never cross the ocean until you have the courage to lose sight of the, of the shore. Those are used quite nice. I'm going to fucking love this. <laughs> okay, cool. sounds like, sounds like I'm going to love book. this book so much. Good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, should we head on? Should we get into the show? Let's get into it. Right, so this week we are we read The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. Obviously The Greatest it Gatsby. It was one it was a choice. And uh we lived up to that <laughs> choice. Oh, for um, goodness sake, man. <laughs> no, Why you, you guys are acting no, like this book is the awful no, 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 or no, no, I don't no, understand no. it. I've, no, no, I have my points. I'm, it's I'm, one of I those, actually, I'm, I'm reading it, I, I was like, points. it's yeah, much and I, than I was I saying I... this to Ray last week. I was like, yeah. you know, Scott Fitzgerald writes it's beautifully. Like, he there writes are, pretty well. There are so many points in the book. I was like, wow, I have to read that sentence again. Just right? Just because of the way that you wrote yes, it. Yes, thank and, you. Um, but yeah, if you want to go, Derek, do you want to tell us what the book's about? People might not know. People might not have read it. Well, yeah, if you haven't read the book, talking about it. On the surface, it's about a gentleman called Nick Carraway who meets a guy called Gatsby and he's writing this book about Gatsby. Um, Is that on the diary entries? No, no, no. It's a book. Oh, he's, he's writing a book. In the beginning, he says yeah. the person who gives his name to the book. Um, 
And yeah, so basically Gatsby is in love with someone, Daisy basically, and they lose track of each other because he goes off to the war, but then he wants her back. So he's basically, you know, living this particular life in order to get Daisy back in his life, but she's married, she's got a child. And um, yes, in the end, something very sad happens, although it doesn't really have that much of, doesn't have that much emotional pull. In the book, Can you say what happens? Because people are like... Well, okay, well, Gatsby dies in the end. Yeah. He gets killed. He gets... Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, He gets shot. Yeah. Uh, Yes, so that's that on the surface, but let's get into it so I can really talk about it properly. Okay, first of all, what do you think? What do you think of the book, Ray? Me? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, um, I really like The Great Gatsby, um, mainly because I feel like it is a real it serves a real testament to its time in the time period that it was written in um, 1920s yeah um, it was written in, well obviously he started writing in 1923 I think mm-hmm. um, telling sorry um, the story was set in 1922 and um, surprisingly actually it didn't do quite well like when it was published Um but yeah, and so I think for me, I love the way he writes. He writes with a certain clarity that I really enjoy. Um, although sometimes he writes words that I've like reading this book. It's like words that I don't know the meaning of. And I always find myself with this book going back to going like to the dictionary and more the thesaurus to be like, oh, what does this word mean? Mm-hmm. And I hardly ever do that. But he, he's one author that I do that with quite often. Um, I did that a lot when I was reading Tender is the Night. Mm-hmm. Um... I think that with this book, I don't like the characters. Um, it's not that I don't like them because they're bad characters. It's that they're written in a way that is, I guess, so good that I really hate them. Mm. Who do you hate the most? Um, Daisy. Fucking no, I knew he was going to say that. So, okay. But it's so weird. You hate Daisy no. more than you hate Tom. No. Well, it's so weird because now reading it, before mm. I would say Daisy... The first time I read it, I hated Daisy. The second time, because I'm like, you're such a little, you know. Why do you hate Daisy? Let's explain. Let's unpack this. Mm. Okay, can I? I will yeah, get let, there. Let, let, okay. Yeah. Um, I do hate Tom. I think he's an asshole. But for me, Tom is like, ugh, of course he's an asshole. Do you know what I mean? It's like I just, I'm just like, I don't this get is, it. you are a product of your time. time like, you like to me, culture, I'm like, yeah, like you're a man. Like, I'm used yeah. to your type of just ridiculousness, yeah. right? I, but yeah. with Daisy, she, I think she's a little bit ridiculous <laughs> in that there are moments where she's very profound. And I've like highlighted some things where yeah. she says things that are very profound. And as soon as you think you're entering this portal where you kind of get to know her there's this vulnerability that I think a lot of men love about her she'll come out and say something ridiculous and I'm like yo I was really beginning to you know but I think her trying to cover that up and being able to survive where she is and the environment that she is is in a way beautiful Mm. like and if the way Fitzgerald does that is great for me I really wanted Daisy to be a complete badass like mm. I really I think it's I think it's unfair that you're holding her to a different standard that you're holding Tom I'm it, not holding her to a different standard because yeah, you're kind of like saying yes yes we expect Tom to be an asshole but Daisy no oh, I, I can't believe like, like you know what I mean Daisy for me it's like I really want I wanted her to be like to just 
like it just I was really frustrated because I know that I would have done that mm. and I'm just like I really wish that you could have done this could have done like could yeah have exactly Ray. no I know I know like with Tom like with Tom Buchanan it's the first time Tom like her husband by yeah the way. her husband I'm just like disgusted by him but his disgust is almost like like it's constant do you know what I mean whereas Daisy there are parts of it when when like you know she ends up having the, the summer affair with um, with Jay. Oh, it's Jay now, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Go on, carry on. Um, I don't know what's wrong with you. It was kind of like, there's a courage that was there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, even when she was talking about him in a very really loving manner and like Tom was like, oh, like something's up here. Yeah. Um, it was almost brave because in the, I feel like she knew exactly what she was doing and she kind of wanted him to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you have these moments of like courage and then you end up fucking it up. And then at the end, the crucial end where like you could have just like, Yo, like Gatsby had, he had it all. Like, well, he didn't really, but you know, like, you could have just chosen. You can't blame him. her. How could she have chosen him? She had a child with Tom. She had a life with Tom. This is true. This is yeah, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yes, he was an asshole, but but no, it there takes was, there courage, was and I wanted her to have that courage. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. I feel like she showed it when she had these moments of complete vulnerability, especially like the first time we meet her. She takes um, Nick away outside and she starts talking to him. And then she ends up saying something completely ridiculous. Like, oh, you know, it's... it's so I'm like, yo, like, I'm trying, I'm really trying to get to know you. But Tom says ridiculous things all the time. I really feel like it's unfair that you're holding Tom to a different standard. I'm not holding him to a different standard. It's almost like I'm, with Tom, I'm just like, you know what, Ugh, like, it's a man. Yeah. Like, I actually don't expect that from him at all. Because the thing is, he has the exact same character. That's not I mean, fair. I mean, That's, I mean, a lot of these I don't, characters... I'm, I'm that sounds almost, a bit iffy a lot, to me. No, I'm almost these... like, like, I've given up. On his ability to change or kinda, to be better. I kind of get what you're saying about Tom. It's more It's more like you can see that character everywhere. Like you see, you can see it even up until this day. Like and maybe I guess I'll, at that time when like I was Tom. reading, I was reading this. I read it surrounding like really amazing women. You know, but so I was reading amazing women who are doing badass things. And at this time, I was reading Thomas Hardy's Tess of the Durbervilles, <laughs> and like Tess is just. Ugh, like it's only at the end where she, you know, comes out and does a bad bitch move. But the whole time she's like, she allows things to happen to her. Mm. And at the time I was reading books that were empowering women. Mm. And so when I came across Daisy and Tess, I was like really appalled. I was like, yo, like, yeah. what are you guys doing? But listen, but like- look, there's a phrase that Daisy says that literally sums up her entire character and should allow you to be kind of like, I understand why she's making the decisions she's making, why she's doing these things, why she comes out and says stupid things. She's like, you know, the only thing in, in this world a woman can be is a beautiful fool. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you're just like, okay. After that, I was just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just sets the yeah. tone for yeah, everything that comes and afterwards. It, and what it does set, like, um, I was watching this thing called, I mean, do you watch Unexpl- do you watch Explained on Netflix? No. There's a show called Net- Explained and it explained various different topics. And there was one I was watching yesterday on monogamy. And then this woman, she did say something really interesting about, like, um, when when these relationships are no longer commodities or when it's something or when or when you're not in it for coercion for some particular reason. So when a woman is in a relationship it's to do with economic status it's to do with you know um so societal status and all these different things. And that's what I and I went watching that I was like yeah that's daisy because 
I mean, even if she didn't love Tom at certain points, at, in those days, she probably couldn't leave, especially in the environment that she grew up in. Like, she was a debutante. She was this, like, she, she was she's a, a wealthy, pressure, she's a wealthy yeah. woman. Like, you know, she ate 18, between 18 and 21. Right, let's marry you off to somebody of equal of equal standing. So then you go yeah. to someone like Tom. Yeah. And it becomes very difficult for somebody in that position to actually say, oh, now, like, even when there was that whole bit when she was like, oh, I love Tom, but I do love Gatsby. Yeah. I do love you both. But then yeah. it's like, well, you've said this now, well, what can I do? But do you think Gatsby she was loved, pushing, Gatsby do you was pushing think it. And she I'm, ever I loved think, Gatsby? Or do you think she loved what Gatsby now had? No, 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 she I loved think, Gatsby. Yeah, I Go do. on. She I, loved Gatsby more than she loved Tom. How? Well, because Gatsby was like her childhood sweetheart. And the only reason she married Tom was because it was her time to get married and Gatsby wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Don't forget on her on her wedding day, she she got drunk and she didn't want to go through with it. She had a letter from Jay Gatsby that she wouldn't let go. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously they fixed her up and then they and she got married to Tom afterwards. I think, yeah, of course she, but then it's like, it's just like, look, think about it. Perfect example, La La Land. Do you know what I mean? She was in love with, um, what's his name again? I forget his name. I forgot his name. Yeah, she was in love with him. But then when she sees him again, she's married. She's moved on. She's got she's got a child. So we could never say that those two weren't in love. Mm-hmm. They were in love. She's probably in love with him more than she was in love with her husband. But she's married now. She has a child. She's moved okay. on. Do you think, this is my issue, do you think that Gatsby loved um, Jay-Z? Or... Do you think Gatsby loved the wealth or what had. what Daisy represented the, the society that Daisy was in? Because that's my my issue is he was so invested in creating uh, this grand picture of the man that he thinks Gats, uh, Daisy would want, mm-hmm. and in doing so, lost his way. That's why I'm like I don't think Daisy. I totally could understand, but I think. Jay's love for Daisy is very warped in class structures and this ideal. Yeah, but I think I think every I mean even Daisy's love for Tom is warped by the same thing. Absolutely. I think I think even I think the Great Gatsby really speaks to the way relationships are today because they Oh the book, sorry. Yeah, the book, yeah, they're all warped in that sense where when you look at someone, you don't just see them, you I have to look beyond them at the economics class and all that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Everyone says, oh, you know, I lo- love this, love that. It's a life, fam. Like, mm. everybody takes these things into consideration. Of course, Gatsby, I, I don't doubt that he commodified Daisy. Definitely yeah. did. Absolutely did, yeah. But I think that a lot of us, we commodify each other. We mm. say, because that's why people always saying, um, you know, what what am I going to get out of this? Or is this person on my level? Don't don't date below. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, this person's, do you know, that, that's, that is it. That's yeah. the whole thing. Do you get me? Yeah. I, did, I was going to say, like, if, if we, as far as characters go, I didn't like Gatsby one bit. And I don't, and I don't think that. He's vacant. Yeah. I he's not think, very full, fully fleshed because he's just, He's just basically like... He's an idea, isn't he? I also yeah. think it's because the, the perspective in which the story's told yeah, from, told from Nick's uh, perspective, that's why we don't really get that much insight, I think, into Gatsby. We don't get much, but we I think we get enough. Like, I understand that he's supposed to be a metaphor, whatever, like not a real person. But there are moments where it's like... Like, for example, when they come to Gatsby's house, Tom and these two other guests, and they're riding the horses and stuff, and Gatsby's like, oh, I want to come 
with you. Like the woman's like, oh, come to lunch, come to lunch. And then he's like, yes, let me go and get my coat. And then they're like, oh my God, he's actually going to think that he can come with us. And then they <laughs> leave and then Gatsby runs out and they've gone already. That to me said a lot about Gat. Like, do you know what I mean? Even though he tries to put on this whole dignified thing, he's still a kid to trying accepted. to ingratiate trying to be, himself. Trying to, yeah. with, trying to fit in. Trying to fit in. The, yeah, do you know what I mean? Cool I, feel, I felt like that gave him a, a, a very three-dimensional edge. But like... It's like he's new money, isn't it? He's like he's, he's he, he put he put himself opposite a whole list, a whole society full of old money and all this different. And I think thing. he's is he isn't he richer than Tom Buchanan? No, I don't think so. Isn't he? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I think he is. You know mm. why? Uh, why? I don't know because the, the wealth that Tom was described to have, I don't know. I don't think it was as much as uh, Jay's because I feel like. The, Let's the, not forget, Tom doesn't do anything for a living. <laughs> At all. No, but play polo. Do you know what I mean? Gatsby, he's a hustler, like, he's a bootlegger. Do you understand? Mm. I, feel like, like, I feel like Tom's money's unlimited, whereas Gatsby's, he has to keep on trying to maintain it. Yeah, in order for him to maintain that life. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's so sad, though, because it's such a... Like, I see so many people trying to fit into, you know, a different class system um, and they're... they're there's that race to maintain it and that is so stressful that you end up not even living and it's kind of like looking at Gatsby when he's throwing all these parties and he's hardly there because mm. he's getting a call from Austria or all of these other places mm. and he's the trying are, to entertain other people yeah, but he's, the par- the he's not even there. The parties Daisy. They're like literally yeah. to attract Daisy to what he has and to who he is and who he is now. I don't know. I don't know if that's... I don't think yeah. that's the I, I don't think that's the sole reason. Mm, I feel like... I think it's, I feel for, like, I feel it's like partly it's for that. Also, he need, he's a... I feel like he he's showing Daisy, up. He he's the telling the world, look what I can do. Look, like, look at the... Look at the decadence and the extravagance and the, the more, 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 more. It was that era of more and more. And I think during that time, there was a lot of, like... The media was, like coming up broadcasting um telephones radio and it was a it was an influx of information influx of things and i think he this is why i really love the movie mm. yeah. <laughs> because i think so it really allowed it really showed that i think really it was well. i think it was a smoke screen the parties yeah you know he did hope that, that daisy would you know turn up one day but i think that the parties and all of that kind of thing it was a smoke screen for what he was actually doing with with Wolfsheim do you know what I mean the bootlegging and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if he's just this and this is why he allowed those rumours to circulate about him because they would you know throw other people off the scent do you know what I mean I don't believe that he got rich solely for Daisy do you understand no not rich for, well I, I don't yes. I, no I think no I don't no, think Daisy, so because before Daisy was the whole Daisy was the complete and utter motivation no, but of his d- life no 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 no. it wasn't don't forget before he met Daisy he had these grand aspirations as a child The re- when he became Jay Gatsby was when Dan Cody's boat mm-hmm. pulled up do you know what I mean before that he was still he wanted to be rich he wanted to be you know he I wanted to Daisy be was of a different class exactly she was the impetus like no, I don't think she was, man. I don't I mean, think like, she he was. Had, he had those aspirations. He met Daisy. Oh, my God. Daisy's Defin- probably the icing definite, on the cake. De- definitely want it now. No, I think Daisy was the icing on the cake. Hmm. Def- I don't think... Yeah. That's why I, I think... Everyone says, oh, you know... Nah, I don't think he was chasing Daisy. In that. I think he was chasing that dream before he met Daisy. I right. think what was very um, interesting about this book was uh, Daisy's relationship with Tom, actually. And um, how abusive it was 
um, and like the unspoken shit or like. I was going to ask that. Do you, do you think that he's um, always cheating? Is abusive? Was abusive? Yeah. Mm. What do you think, Alex? Yeah. Okay. Do you know how he was, that I mean, would just it, mess it, you up? Like, and especially when you know this woman cannot go anywhere, you're just like, oh well. Like this, I know I can do this, mm. and it's hurting her, and I will continue doing this. And mm-hmm. um, I also think that. I, this is one of the reasons like I didn't even know Tom that well and then as soon as he started interrupting people and women when they would speak he, he would do that all the time mm. and it really like annoyed me like to everyone and to Daisy especially like especially like I think early on when Nick goes to have like dinner with them or lunch or whatever and they're surrounding a table and he's I think was it Tom was like nodding oh when he's talking about civilization yeah and then to and then he like with a slight hesitation yeah then he included Daisy that little part I was lit like I remember just being like 17 we read that and I was like oh I was Mm. so angry um but yeah I really just hated and I just I think the reason why I was so angry at Daisy is because I'm like you stayed do you not see? And obviously it's it's horrific because so many women stay and it's horrific. And I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, but let's not say it like it's an actual choice like mm. that. It's not. Do you know what I mean? But I really, really wish it was mm. because it's it's horrific. But then again, like, do you think that if Daisy made the decision to be with Gatsby, it would have worked out? Absolutely not. He's a bootlegger. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. he was breaking the law. He's going to get caught eventually. Absolutely not. I don't think it would have worked. I just don't think I don't think Daisy's stable either. Stable. I think they, I think Daisy's I stable. Think stable. I think she's probably the most stable person no. in the book. I think she knows what she's doing. Definitely. In terms, but doing. at the same time, she's just. I think she's too much. I felt like she was too much of a waif. Like she was just like. I love. I didn't like her ridiculousness, but then I, I kind of did sometimes. Fine. Like I love the way um, Gat, um, Fitzgerald described her though. I think in the first couple of years, the way he described her was just like, like the way he constantly was describing Daisy, like yeah, she was just it was like this, and she wasn't even that beautiful. She just had a, a thing, charm, a, charm. A, a thing about her, and I saw it. And I would every time I read her, though, I read her in a. It's called money. Yeah, like when Gatsby's like her voice is full of money. Yeah, do you know I what I mean? Know, you yeah. know. Like oh. confidence and just yeah, it's just like yeah, like I don't you know even what know I mean? she's confident. And, yeah, but they're, they're, definitely but you, confident. I don't you know, think you know, but you so. Know you, know. Just, you know when someone just sounds rich. Let's like, just think about the way she talks to Nick as well, who's her cousin. She's like, you know, Nick, if you when, when she when he called her up and he was like, oh, come to um, dinner, but don't bring Tom. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And she's like, oh, are you in, are you in love with me, Nick? Do you know what I mean? Or when they're at the party, she's like, if you want to pull me away and kiss me, I'm absolutely okay with it. Like, she's just so... Forward. So confident. I think you know she I mean? was... Um, there's a line that I absolutely love. No, you guys can't get talking. I'll find yeah. it. <laughs> and then there's a bit, like, I feel like I was looking at... Um, when I was reading it, um, Fitzgerald, I feel like he has this thing about... Or Nick Carraway. Is Nick Carraway had this thing about him turning 30? And I find it really interesting, just the way that he kind of described it, because it came up twice. The decade of loneliness. Yeah, and it came up twice. And I was just like, it's not... What's the decade of loneliness? Yeah, basi- oh, 30. Yeah, 30. 30. Basically, there was a quote that says, 30, the promise of a decade of loneliness, a thinning list of single men to know, a thinning briefcase of enthusiasm, thinning hair. And I was just like... Real talk. I don't know. I mean, also, let's not forget in the 20s, they lived a lot... They didn't live as long as we did. Like, they had to be at a certain, they had to be at a certain stage by thirty. There had to be yeah. like various points. But then I was looking at it now, and I was thinking like, that will probably be the peak. Not the peak, but like, will probably be the best point of a lot of people's lives. Uh, speak for yourself. Well, I said, I said, I said probably will be the best <laughs> I mean, peak of uh, people's lives. You don't even know yet. Mm. And the thing is, like, because I feel like if you're in your twenties and you're constantly finding yourself in your twenties, then it mm. must be each decade that you go on is a decade of discovery of something new. And if you're, and if, and there's a bit. But sometimes the, the discovery rattles you. Sometimes a, you discover you haven't achieved anything. There was a bit at the end where, it's, where, where he's where Nick's talking to like Jordan Baxter, Baker, Baker, sorry, Jordan Baker, and um, what gets me? He was like, oh, you said a bad driver was only safe until she met another bad driver. Well, I met another bad driver, didn't I? I mean, it was careless of me to make such a wrong guess. I thought you were rather an honest, straightforward person. I thought it was your secret pride. And then Nick said, I'm 30. I have five years. I'm five years too old to lie to myself and call it honour. Fam, that's the realest shit, bro. I was like, well, yeah, because because yeah, that's what I mean. So that just basically sums up the fact that in your 20s, mm. you actually, you're... You're, you're still trying to find all these different things about yourself, trying to find all these different things that you call your identity, trying to find all these different things that you stand for. And what the book basically is saying that once you get to the next decade, that stuff doesn't really matter anymore because you have no, you have no, you literally have no time to start justifying stuff that you were doing at 25. I think it's more, I think it's more cynical than you I think. Did, you, are you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I really think, no, I really think that like, you know, like when you get to like, when you get to a certain age, like when you get to certain ages, obviously ahead of where you were, you look back and think to yourself, well, you know, I'm more assured in who I am. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the same insecurities really. Yeah. I mean, you maybe shouldn't really, but you shouldn't have the same insecurities. You may be more assured. You may be more assured in who you are, but then you're not, you're not as certain as you once were about your future. Do you understand? And that's the discovery that rattles a lot of people. Mm. It's a discovery that rattled me, you know. Obviously, I'm 30. Mm. As soon as I turned 30, like, I mean, obviously, I've always had issues and stuff, but when I turned 30, 
shit just got cranked up to 100 do you know what I mean mm. so but yeah that's that's real talk man you know yeah. five five years too old to lie to myself and there's a certain level of peace that comes with it um, I was listening to a, a podcast and there was an interview with this woman and she was 80 um, she's 80 years old and she's still an activist and she was talking about each decade and about like up until that point mm. and she was like you know 40s was like you're assured because you've done all the stuff in your 20s and your 30s and like at this point you're just living between between 40s and 60 those 20 years are like years of just great development and like you're you're this person you're that woman or whatever then she gets to, then she was like 80 is more about mortality because you're at you're in you're in a decade which is like you know anything can happen like, <laughs> really decade. really any, anything can happen and, it's, and it really made me to, to kind of like segue like it kind of made me think about mortality a lot in this book it just kind of made me think about yeah exactly yeah, it's, about it's like when Jordan Baker's she, what did she say she's talking about something she's like there was a constant um, repeating phrase you can't live forever you can't live forever do you know what I mean and there's also a bit where um, uh, what's his name oh my god how have I forgotten his name the narrator what's his name again Nick, Nick, Nick how the hell did I forget Nick's name um, Nick's like you know there was a phrase that was just bubbling in his mind it was about to you know rise up and then he forgets it and he's mm. like I've forgotten it forever I feel like it was something to do with the fact that yeah nothing lasts forever you can't live forever you can't repeat the past Although but then, but, I kind of think you can, but then he personally. Said, then he said that there was like there was that quote in there. It's like you can't you can't repeat the part. You can't repeat. Yes, Alex, I was quoting the book. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, but, but I don't mean? know, but yeah, but like yes, you can. Like you I think I, mean? you, I, I think you can. I, like, sometimes I just think it's that like, deep. Sometimes you know. What do I you also think? think the last like obviously him dying and like only what two people being at his yeah because he was it was more it was very much like it kind of spoke to the futility of having all of this wealth running around doing so much and in the end you're just gonna die mm. and you're just gonna be in a coffin yeah. by yourself yeah. and you just yeah, have not, to yeah not yeah. even just that it's kind of like what's all this wealth if you have no real relationships with people yeah do you know what I mean like yeah, that's what I'm saying you have to create those, you have to create deeper connections or else it's just gonna end up you like who, who ended up who turned up to his funeral it was what Nick and our lives yeah and even it wasn't his, didn't his dad turn up well, yeah, his but dad, obviously, his dad yeah. was... Dad. I mean, like, yeah, his dad was... But, dead. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was... And that was it. Like, it just... And it, mm. just, it kind of, like, makes you think about... And it, I don't was know, there, the, just, I think, to just end the story. I don't think he really was pulled in No, I think... Well, I think I think, Nick, I think Nick liked... Nick I mean, liked Nick Gatsby. liked Gatsby. They were friends. Yes, Nick but I don't like, think that he... he I, don't, I don't know how much Gatsby meant... Like how much Nick meant to Gatsby. I don't think that there was. I think, do you know what made me think, I, I questioned this, but what yeah. made me really think, okay, Gatsby was actually in tune with Nick. They were friends. He trusted him. He liked him. Was the fact that Gatsby gave Nick full disclosure. After constantly lying, checking himself, he obviously he was, at a vulnerable, was at a vulnerable moment in his life where everything was kind of falling to pieces for him, where he felt like it was. And he just told Nick everything. Possibly, but I feel like that totally relationship could have been much hard, like it could have been hardened by a Fitzgerald. Mm. Uh, there could I have mean, been something deeper because it was more also like, just like Nick needs to be in the place to be able to narrate and to know. Yeah, but yeah, but exactly. And don't forget, Nick had to have a certain level of detachment because he was writing a book. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He was writing about Gatsby. But I think there's a level of closeness there. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think him yeah. and Gatsby were cool. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, Fitzgerald or Nick was very critical of sentimentality. Yeah. He says, you know, he critiques, criticizes it a couple of times in the book. Where I don't think it's fair. I, I love sentimentality. Mm. I think it's cool, but mm. yeah. Wait, what what's the, did you find the quote? No. Oh. <laughs> it was when he uh, Nick said, "Oh, you know, you're missed back home or something." Mm. Um, and then she says something, and it's quite nice, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other, other than that, I feel like the book was, um, it was a nice read. It was a nice read. Like there was, um, there were just points in it that I like, you get the picture, you get, you really do get the picture of what the period was like and Ooh. prohibition, prohibition in America and like, it kind of makes you think. I quite like the fact that uh, <laughs> Daisy would murmur a lot to bring men in. It was quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> she would like murmur and then it was like it was yeah, known murmur. that Daisy's murmur was just to bring so that people so that, can lean into what? her yeah. yeah I was like oh maybe I should talk quieter <laughs> so also what she said about what she was saying about like not drinking when she's at parties I found that really interesting yeah what? you can learn you can learn a lot from Daisy <laughs> you can definitely you can learn a yes, lot from her um, Derek just found it for me so um I told her how I stopped off in Chicago for a day on my way east and how a dozen people had sent their love through me. Do they miss me? She cried ecstatically. The whole town is desolate. <laughs> All the cars have left um, rear wheel painted black as a morning wreath. Wreath? Wreath. Wreath. That's what happens and I can't pronounce words. Um, Cognac. <laughs> I told someone about that. Um, And there's a persistent um, whale all night along the North Shore. And then she's like, how gorgeous. Let's go back, Tom, tomorrow. And I'm like... (laughs) That's the life they're living, don't (laughs) you? I was was literally just about, I was just like... (laughs) Sis. <laughs> she's like yeah they miss you and she, she, she doesn't even question it she's like oh how gorgeous yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo are you okay that, that does sound like money mm. that does sound like money let's go back Tom tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> no, but you did take her but yeah I mean yeah book's good book's good but what, I like what, what, what it the third about? time reading it yeah. what do you but think about? go on you don't no. think it's the greatest novel ever written? No, oh, no. Definitely not. I don't wow. know what the greatest novel ever written is, to be no, honest. No, I definitely... Like, greatest as novel in, you've ever read? No. God, no. Oh, wow. I think it doesn't move me. This is it. It doesn't evoke that thing where I finish the book and I'm, I've read books where I finish it and I'm tingling. And you it, weren't tingling? There, I mean, there must have been sentences that made you tingle. Paragraphs no, that made you tingle. Oh, sentences, yeah, definitely. No, sentences that made me think, oh, you are a damn good writer. What about the end? The end, the last line. Woo! Do you get chills when you read the last the last few, few I read lines? That, I read that twice and I was like, Ray, you didn't get any chills at all. I just went, oh, so we, what? that's it. Like I didn't go. I I wasn't texting my friend fervently. Like, oh my god, like it's largely as one of the best last lines in history. But yeah, it is. So we beat on to box. What's, what was it? So we beat on boats against the boats oh. against the current, mm. born back ceaselessly into the past. You don't like that shit. It's nice, but I'm not like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not like. Oh my god! Like for me, the best, the best paragraph is that I was watching God. Like the ending. Like I, mm. I literally, mm. I can't even tell you how. There's I feel. room. There's room for more than one. Yeah, but I didn't. I think because obviously, maybe it's the perspective that this was told from. Like I just mm. I couldn't relate, but mm. I could relate. I don't know how you can relate, Derek, to, to this. Because Gatsby's mandem. 
Gatsby is not Mandan. Gatsby is from Ends. Listen, Gatsby no, is from Gatsby Ends. No, Gatsby is not from Ends. Yes, he is from Ends. He's all of his aspirations are Mandan aspirations. He's a working class aspirations. Like he's a working class hero, man. Honestly, this is just a tale of the American dream. True, but but. I feel like that's so cheap now, man. I mean, it was like, oh, is it tell? It's, it it's, is. In, that, bruv, in, in the time it was no, written. No, you know definitely. it. Let's, no, I don't know it is. In the time it, it's written. Well, it I'm, I'm, no, I'm snatching it. Tell me it. why it's cheap. Because it's too easy. But, no, no as in it gives you a de- guidance We, we to... need to delve deeper yeah, into it, bruv. Of course, no, but no one says we can't delve deeper, but that is essentially, I think, the cloud that in Under This Book is written I don't think Why can't it be easy? Why can't it be easy? Why can't it be that simple? Because nah, it's his favourite book and not. he needs to have depth. Why does it, like, that, that's, de- that's deep though. But it did, did Fitzgerald like, tell you this, this book is about the American dream? He might, come on, if we're same. really doing that it's now, it's, it's, oh, it's an author can only, it has to tell you what it's about for you to, come on. The author's dead. I own that book and I'm telling you it's not about the American dream. It's essentially about the American dream. It is. Even if you ask an American. If even you, literally, you like this Tottenham boy coming to be like, no, it's not about the American dream. Listen, tell me what the American dream is. It's, a, it's dreaming of aspir- aspiring, basically coming, okay, and, coming from nothing and building something. Right, and yes, what's and this everyone book Everyone kind of then? piece of the pie. And so, so you're telling me this book does not match that at all? There's elements of that in this book. No, this is this is the book. No, it's not. He has, you even told me it's aspirations, it's random aspirations, all this, mm-hmm. like it's the same words that but, you're but, using. But calling it the American dream, I'm no, saying it's cheap. <sighs> it's too easy. Hmm. We, so what do, what do you think? What do you I think, think it, you know, it's, 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 it is a love story essentially as well, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, the reason why I say Gatsby's from ends, bro, mm-hmm. It's because of the way he moves. You understand, like the the parties he throws, the way he shows off. You know, the way he fl- he's a flosser. He flosses. Do you know what I mean? He gets money. He blows it. He, you know, he wants to. He wants people to have a good time with his money. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like looks after the man. Them. He's got Maya Wolfenstein, who's basically his older. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Who put him on? You know, he he showed him how to make money. All of these kind of things. You know, it ends, bro. I think it's any society whereby you have somebody that you can where it's any society where you're showing off. Do you see what I mean? Where you're showing off your what your material wealth to people. Yeah, of course. And creating the networks that you have around you. Yeah. So if you've got Maya Wolf, was it Maya Wolfstein? Wolf from Shine. Wolf. Shine. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. and he's um, you know, and he, and he's the person that was was Gatsby's main point of reference and call, and he's had several mentors along the way. Yeah. And it just makes like it's it's interesting because that's kind of what happens in life, regardless of whether you're from one side or, or the other do you see what I mean but like there's you, other elements meet, though he even gave points. himself a tag name fam he called himself Gatsby he that's not his real name, name. He, he changed his name he didn't give himself a tag name what, he didn't legally change his name no but like people knew him as Jay Gatsby nobody knew him as James Gats exactly and man them in the ends bruv how many people called him by their government I mean not many people called him by their Ex- government that's what I'm saying street, but that's what I mean but that's more like that's more down on the street but people would know them like mm-hmm. people outside of that would have known them do you see what I mean I would have known oh that's James Gats, but we know him as da, 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 Gatsby, but they no one knew him as James at all. Do you see what I'm saying? But that's why I'm that's why I'm trying to he say. He literally changed his identity, he, he, moved somewhere else. Mandem and Ends are not doing that. Yes, they are. What are you talking about? They, they're not moving home, spam, starting up and calling themselves Lil Ritz something. If they could, they would. That's what they're trying to make money to do to move out of the ends, bro. That, mm-hmm. That's that's that is the aspiration, like to get enough money to move out of the ends, but then be coming back now and then. Do you know what I mean? That's that is it. Mm. But then a lot, but then a lot stay. A lot do stay, yeah, of course. But that's because they can't get out, mm. you know. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. Sounds like the so solid story. Sorry, sounds like the so solid crew story. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
That's interesting. You know what but I mean? Yeah, like it's a good, like it was a good read. It was a good read. <sighs> Stop saying that. It's just irritating me when you keep saying, it's, "Yeah, it was a good book." Good it was, book. Like, it was. It was, like, it was a really good book. I mean, I've read it. I've read it three times. Yeah, but like it's a good book. Like I mean, um, no one. No you're one just dis- mad because we're not going crazy. And no one, no one was disputing that it wasn't. Oh yeah, you have. Listeners, listen back to episodes. You Raid especially has disputed whether this was a good or. I good did that book just to piss you off, but to be honest. <laughs> right, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. She, um, let's most, move on. Mostly flicks. What did we watch? We watched Prometheus. I hope oh, you guys God. watched it. When I went to work, no, when Shit. I when I went, I didn't. You know, I thought I, we were doing Black Klansman. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, we didn't. Have you seen Prometheus? No, no, yeah. I don't. You'll remember so. it. Yeah, yeah. You know is this the one? I, try, I think I did. Does it have a Elba in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I watched a bit of it. You and know I what? Stopped. You know what? When I first went, in, I was like, oh, I'm so a, sorry. Another, another sci-fi. I love a sci-fi film. man. Shut up. Another sci-fi alien film. Yeah. Are you guys not tired? No. Oh god. <laughs> I, I, I text Derek this morning. Kiss my teeth. Yeah. What you didn't like it? Huh? I was watching it and I was like, okay, oh, but I, got, I, got, I got like an hour and 45 minutes in before I had to leave. But then yeah. I was like, okay, so it was it was getting good an hour and 45 so minutes So what was in. the last thing you watched? When she, um, when, mm. no, you've read it, you've watched it though. No, go on, Alex, what was the oh, last when, thing? Oh, when, when, the, when the thing was dra- dragged out of her. Oh, when the operation, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, right, okay, okay. That's as far as I got because yeah. everything was moving mad. But what do you think about the whole idea that these engineers created us? Um... Plausible, mm, right? Plausible. But anyway, we're only talking about themes, right? We're only talking about yeah. themes. Themes around it. You think huh? plausible? Yeah, the, the idea that engineers create you and all that stuff. Engineers. Yeah, basically yeah. That, that's kind of what the, the premise of the film is, and it's again, it's a lot to do with mortality and about you know preserving life and trying to find. God like, is an it's, engineer. It's the year two thousand and ninety-three. So yeah, yeah, that is it. Yeah, God is. But basically, basically, these people are are our gods like that's what, you know what that's, I mean. That's what it is in the film. Oh. Yeah, at the beginning, the guy drinks this thing, and then his body. Is that that stuff he drinks is supposed to represent the blood of their god? Yeah, and they drink. I've I, I, I actually um, yeah. read some of the original script. Yeah, it's on like find online actually, mm. and it's supposed to represent their god, and then their body then breaks down and then fuses with the life on the planet, and then that's why you see the DNA being, yeah. and then you know. Oh, we I think created. I might watch it tonight. It's amazing, yeah. But unfortunately, now we can't really do it because it's gonna. I'll, no, I I'll mean, like, no, but there, there are themes around it. There are themes. Around yeah, it. I mean, I like it. it. Was just the whole thing about preservation of life, right? And about trying to think about. Cause I've been thinking about mortality a lot in the past week or so. Why? Oh, really? um, we hadn't noticed. Pardon? We hadn't noticed. I did. <laughs> yeah, go. Ahead. Um, but yeah, like so I was thinking about that. But looking at it and just seeing that, you know, there's that scientist and he basically was trying to this whole using this whole thing to see to, to preserve his life. Mm-hmm. And what and then the whole fact that they were they were like put in a cryogenic sleep and all these different things. It just made me think like, you know what, sometimes you do want to put things on pause and you do and like Everybody is afraid of death. Are you guys afraid of death? Are you depends afraid of on death? my depends on my mood. Some days I embrace it. <laughs> Other days I'm just like I read it. not death. What happens after you die? That okay. terrifies me. Yeah, I'm scared of as a Muslim <laughs> the punishments of the grave more so than Judgment Day actually. Um, and every time I think about death, it just scares the hell out of me because I'm like I really need to do better. If you died right now, where do you think you'd go? I can't answer that. Alex, where do you think you'd go if you died right now? I would go I would, oh. into what, purgatory? the spiritual realm. My God. Yes. And You're I making would, this question and, a and lot would, more complicated and, and than I would have the conversation about Alex, my life. 
heaven and hell. If you died I right now, I don't believe in. I don't believe in. If hell. you did believe in <laughs> heaven and hell, you know what the Christian values are. Where are you think, asking based upon the Christian yes, values? Based upon, where do I think? Where do you think you go? Hmm. I think I'll probably. I think I'll probably go to heaven. <laughs> I, would, I would actually, I would actually go up there and I'd have the conversation. I and I think, but then again, but then if I do end up in hell, I end up in hell. Like it's not. Right, man says it so casually. Do you know what? Because at the end of the day, right, you have no, like you, nobody knows what's happened. No one's gonna come back and say, yeah, um, that thing that you did on like December seventeenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, God's gonna really, do that. But like. Not until you get there, you don't yeah, know. Yeah. So you okay. won't know. You no, won't know. You, you oh, won't come on, know. That, no, that, no. you judge know when you're doing bad. Let's don't try yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, judge your life, like you know. But the thing is, but you will know. You will know yourself what, what you, whether what you've done bad is. And bad that's why I'm asking good. you. Yeah, and from that, that. So therefore I'd say I'll go to heaven. Okay, okay. but then right. again, I'm not like I'm not my no, judge. Why are you getting? You are your judge. The thing is, but no, but you are judge because you know. But God is judging. No, I know. If we're looking at Christian, if we're looking at Christian perspective, you know what I'm saying? Like God is judging me. Once I get there, I'll be at the. But you're also a judge. Exactly. Onto yourself, right? So therefore, okay, fine. I would go. To I would say, but not that I believe in. Okay, that strict. I would dichotomy. say, it makes no sense. I really pray that the the good that I did as a kid will hold me up, like because I did a lot of good things as a child. You feel like you've 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 gained points. This isn't a good place. No, Ray. as in, no, as in, I really no, but it is like kind of like points to Gryffindor. Um, in minute. So I feel like. I really hope what I did in my child my childhood will prop me up. But, but Allah, He looks in your heart. Mm. He will look into your heart. And do you think that when He looks into your heart, you will be? He would say, "Okay, maybe you can go to level one. You can't go to the top level, but we'll put you. You know, or do you like think you're going place. straight to hell? Like the good place, you get the small house. Yeah, <laughs> like you get the small house based on when you're good. But the thing um, is, but like, I it, think I might be going to hell. You know? No, oh, please. The thing is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I read Ray, why are you stressed? Really You're stressed. stressed. I, read, I read this book. Ray's I read this book when I was a when I was a young Christian, <laughs> mm. and it was like it was telling you about being lukewarm, lukewarm for Christ, warm for Christ, and hot, like, on fire on, for on, Christ, on fire for Christ, and all this stuff. And it was like, oh, but they all go to heaven. I mean, lukewarm, warm, and hot, but then, uh, but different. they all get different crowns, and it's like oh, you get tears in it. And you're, and you're just like, and you're just like, wait, let's, and I was like, at the end of the day, if I'm doing good. I'm doing good based yeah. based based upon my own like. What what I what I feel is going what my ability to do good is, you know what anybody can look at oh you you you're philanthropic you do all this stuff but is there are their hearts pure, you don't know. Yeah, you know obviously I mean? it's your intention that. It's, like, it's all about your intention, and I feel like, intention. and that's why I'm just like you know this whole thing where you go to heaven and, you, and you're and you're and, you, and you're at the I gate mean, of, with Saint Paul and he's reading out all your list of things and when you come long, I don't think that's even me personally. My whole perspective on it is just that doesn't. I believe there's levels. Obviously, in, levels. In, in, in Islam, there's levels. I, be, I believe I believe that. And I believe that you can make your way out of hell. Do you know what I mean? Of course, Allah is the most merciful. So it's kind of like, why would um, the most merciful condemn you for eternity? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't make much sense. It doesn't sense. make sense because it's a, it's a tool to control people. That's why. No, Alex, yes. it's not. Why, like, why else? Why Let's are, not get into Why this. are there so many, like... You're already going to piss me off. That's what I'm saying, but why are there so many contradictions then? In what? You basically just in said... Islam, what, in Islam, No, in Christianity is a lot... Oh, like, in certain religions, when mm-hmm. it says, when people say... No, but in God Islam... Is God in, is God it's is, all about interpretation, do you know what I mean? And you can interpret it how you want it. Obviously, you can't go, like, AWOL, you know, like, there are... There are the book guides you, essentially, yeah. so... And I think that's the beauty of things like the Quran, like... You can take it from two thousand years ago and apply it to now, and it would st- it exactly. still makes, it makes sense. sense. Any book, not any mm. book, Alex. Any book, you can take a really? message from any book. 
and apply it. Not really. To anything. Some books are really pertinent to the times. Yeah, and it's absolutely impossible because it's fixed in time. It's time stamped. You can't. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why you're mad, Bill. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually cool. Like we all like was what I was reading a um, GQ interview with Riz Riz yeah. Riz, Riz Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah, and it starts off with him saying to the interviewer, like, "We're all gonna die, you know." You're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. This person's going to die, I'm going to die. We have a limited time on this earth. It's a fact, we are going to die. How are you going to live, how are you living your life? Jay-Z says planet? that in the song. You know what I mean? You like, how are you living your life? How are you living your life? You're living it to the best possible way that you can do it. We all going to do that. I think we're just caught up on the wrong things. I'm living my life right now. There we go. We're we're caught up on the wrong things. Everybody's caught Mm. up on this, on this thing. They like, um, it's like trying to catch morality points throughout your life. (laughs) <laughs> like, and then with the, with with the hope that something different is going to happen. After so what that. are you saying? We should just there should be anarchy. Be good. That is morality. Just be like just goodness be, is just, morality. But that's it. But don't. But, but don't, I think but you're don't trying to say it, it's disingenuous. Don't, don't do it with the intention. Oh, I'm going to get points there for. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give money to this because I know that. To be the, the, honest, though, I would it. rather just, that. Just I would rather that. I think when you keep doing that, then it just becomes exactly. You. I would rather because it's not even like be good. That's perfect but it's also good to have a guide because when you then you think oh I actually want to do bad there's a guide that tells you no you should do good do you know what I mean so it's not a matter of like I would rather that than like I would rather you be forced not be forced to do good but you follow something that says do good than doing bad who says that do you know what I mean can't isn't it yes oh no yeah someone moral moral obligations he believed in but yeah moral imperatives or whatever um anyway yes That was Prometheus. I think there was a book I read <laughs> a few weeks ago. It's called every, I, think it's called every, I think it's called Everybody Love or Everything Love or something like that. On mm. the genealogy of morals, my favourite. And it's, about, it's written by a Christian man and he's just basically looking at the way that uh, the Christian values are implied and how they're applied. Mm. And, you know, the, ba- the main basis is love in itself. Absolutely. So basically... If you're, not, but then where does that go? If you are being disingenuous with your morality, absolutely, it's this, not there. This is it. It's this why Muslims say basically your intention has to be pure. They so much emphasis on intention. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't fool God. There we go. You know what so I mean? at the end of the day, if your intention is good, yes, you may do bad things. But if your intention is genuinely good along the way, there's nothing for you to fear. Because yeah. because if you are fighting if you if you're say, if you're trying to be perfect all the time and claim those points all the time that's more disingenuous and that's something that you should fear yeah rather than you see what they I mean they say that in charities or in Islam like to give charity like you have to give it with a pure heart give it with, like, uh, not like you're gonna and then for example they say that's why you should give charity in silence because the person who gives charity even a small amount in silence is a better person than someone who gives more and speaks and tells everyone about it yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah. Then, and, and some personalities are different to another. Because some people will talk about it just naturally. Do you know what I mean? People just talk about it naturally. But then, but then at the same time, like Peter Singer wrote an essay about this, about giving in silence or shouting about it, and he makes a good point. You know, when people shout about giving to charity, other people then give to charity. Do you know depends, what I mean? And then there's a ripple effect. But it depends on, I mean, it depends on what you're saying. Which essentially is good for the consequences like, that more charity is given. Exactly, However, of course. The intention behind that, but obviously, Peter Singh is a utilitarian. So if, if he's saying, it's all about if, the consequences. If he's saying, yeah, if he's in an interview and he's saying, yeah, I give this much, I give this to that, mm. and then people clock on and then they say, all oh, right, I'm going to give this to that. That's talking about it. If saying, 
I give this much to this much and I do all this. Me, 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 me. Then. It's like, yeah, I say, oh, I've given this. I think you guys should as well. Yeah. That's good. Like it's, a cause, yeah. it's a good cause. Like, fact yeah. it, no one's paying him to do it. He's just saying this is what he wants to do. Fair enough. Cool. And that's where I, that's where I stand on morality and uh, afterlife. Great. Well, guys, thank you for <laughs> no, listening to Mostly not. Lit. Oh, we're not done yet. Oh, I always do that, don't I? Yeah. Sorry. All right. Raise always issues. Always forget about Ray. Raise issues. It's the patriarchy. Yes, yes, of course. It is. Tom Buchanan. Um, okay, so I have a question to ask you guys. I read a tweet that said, <clears throat> you know, not in the basin, whatever. So I get really annoyed. This is not my tweet, by the way. I just saw it. Oh, somebody, this is the tweet you're going to say now? Yes. Okay. Um, along the lines of, it really bugs me when bougie people or fake bougie people say the word ghetto. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes me so angry. It's almost like a white person is saying it and they're slandering us. What do you guys say about that as in a black bougie person? I agree. Why? When you say ghetto, what do you mean? Like, in, yeah, in it's like you look at something and you're like, oh God, that's so ghetto. Yeah, that's, that, that's, I agree. that's, that's, look, that's looking down. You do, yes, looking down. but no, 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 no. My issue is they said that a black bougie person, not even just not how I said it, it's calls something ghetto. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be, you know, just says like someone who the world has said, oh, this person's bougie. They're still yeah. black, mm-hmm. but they're saying, oh, that's so ghetto in comparison to somebody that's, I don't know, working class and not. No, no, no. I think, I think, what, I think what the person basically saying is that the person's bougie-ness informs the way they say the word ghetto and the way they and use they it. it. I, I think that's what the tweet is trying to say. And I absolutely agree. Why? Because if you're saying, oh, that's ghetto and you know that that person really, you know, mm. they think they're better than other people. You yeah. know that when they're saying it, they're it's, saying it's it in a, der- yeah, exactly, in a derogatory way. So you it's don't think down. someone, so I read it as, like, which really bugged me in a way that I feel like a lot of the times we, it's kind of trying to have parameters on blackness in a way, kind of saying, well, actually, if maybe you have like so you're not working class Mm -hmm. and you live a certain lifestyle for you to say ghetto is almost the same as a white person saying it and kind of it's quite contentious in that way and i was like well excuse me um is it that you are saying that as soon as you've transcended this idea that you know, if you, you know, to be authentically black is to be in poverty. No, 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 no. The word, what I the word, the word, like. bu- you're, you're now mistaking the word bougie for someone who's well off. Mm. Just because you're well off doesn't mean you're bougie. Do you understand? Right. If you're bougie, it means you have a certain way of thinking and talking to people and thinking about people. Do you understand? It, is it that uppity, like? Yeah, but you, if at- you can, you can be rich. Denzel Washington is rich. I wouldn't say he's bougie, even though I don't know the brother, but I can clearly see that, you know, he's a very humble guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the mistake. So I think that when he's saying bougie, he's saying it as like this person, the way they would say it mm-hmm. or the way they think about other people, I can tell that when they're saying ghetto... It's different. Yeah, and I, I, he, he doesn't say they're not allowed to say it, does he? The, no, no, the no, 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 he doesn't yeah. say that. But he just says he doesn't like it when people are like... Yeah, yeah, Alex, I, mean, what I do get you think? it. I think that... Um, it's, yeah, it's clearly condescending. Yeah, because there's no humility there. Usually, when someone when someone is when someone labels themselves as bougie or they call people bougie, it's usually with the with this pretentious of trying to perceive themselves as 
above uh, above, above certain people above yeah. a certain pitched, uh, uh, parameter of blackness mm-hmm. kind of thing so but no 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 I don't know I don't like that no, no that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying like you can like you can like things you can like material things you can like going out and doing all these other things because if you have the if you have the capital to do so by all means like we, we live in a capitalist society go and do it it's when you're trying to use that against to demean other uh, yeah other other elements of blackness oh Oh, don't like when people say something. Oh, I don't like I don't like natural hair and all these different things. I just oh, wear my wigs and because it's just but like, for me, I just feel like all these little all these little like things about around this idea of bouginess and blackness just really just makes me cringe. But I do mm. think it's a I do think it's a negative. Yeah, if somebody is saying that like if someone who is claiming to be bougie or being tug, being tasked with the tag of bouginess is calling something ghetto. My, my G, you still plait your hair at night. You, but, still, I mean, wear, you yeah. still wear stocking foot to bed like every, I've everybody else. I've never worn that for your skin. <laughs> I, I mean, even like, now that I think about this, the word ghetto in itself, I feel like it's just become derogatory yeah. now. The ghetto. No matter, I love that. But no matter, yeah, no matter who uses it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that, yeah. Not like if, if one of you two said, oh, I've got to go to the ghetto, I'll be looking at you like, what the yeah, hell is going on? I don't think that's just... Yeah, no. Nah. It's just, do you know what I mean? I think the word itself now, I, I, in America, it's probably different the way you say it. Like, again, yeah. as you, um, you know, like when no, Nini, but when, when they when call Nini, it projects or something, the, the hood, yeah, right? yeah. Ends. But when when um, even when Nini Leeds was saying "we child the ghetto" and all this, child the ghetto, yeah. But like even that in itself, yeah, it's funny, and you can put you can apply yeah, it to it's, various it's different very things. Like, but still, when you think about it, it's like she she went downtown, yeah, and mm. she was like, wow, and she was like, oh, the trash. ghetto. She's yeah. looking around like it's a bit it's a bit of a strange thing to say. Do you see what I mean? Just get out of the car and go. Like otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Condescending. Cool. Cool. Um, All right. Strap shit up. Announcements. Anything happening this week? Make sure you get your tickets for London Podcast Festival. Yes, we've got all we'll of the. There. I might be there. We've got all of the um, links and stuff going. Yeah. Come on, come down to Cheltenham if you can. I know it's I know it's a way away, but come in it. I bought my holidays for that. They got approved. Yeah. Cool. Yay. I'm leaving at work that week, but yeah, so it's oh, wow. good. Cool. Um, yeah. Any, anything else you guys want to add? Nope. Nope. Keep reading. Keep reading. Yep. Let us know what you think and send Please us some emails some and messages. Yeah. Alrighty. Catch All right. you guys next week. See you guys. Oh, Bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.